Revolution is revolution. Hey man, season six is underway, bro, and we are back live and in living color live and in the flesh. And in living color. God is good, man. All the time, brother. Man, I remember living remember living color, man? The um the sitcom Keenan Ivory Wayne. What did it come on? Thursday nights? I can't remember. Oh, was it Thursday or Sunday? I do remember. It was what, eight or nine. Yeah, did it come on after Martin? Did it come on after Martin? I can never remember. There was what was after? It was Martin, another show, and then and I then think, in Living Color. I think so. Yeah, because I guess if Martin came on at eight, Living Single was Living it? Single. Lingle, living Single, but for some reason I think that was on Thursday nights though. I yeah, think that was Thursday, was Thursday night. Yeah, that was Thursday nights. I can't remember. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to put that in my Google machine, man. But in Living Color, man, Living Color produced like the top stars for like the next two decades two based on that three. show. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And they're still they're still out in the uh in the in the metaverse creating. Damn. So I mean like, well, let me think you think David David Allen Greer, mm-hmm. he was in Boomerang, for those of you who don't know, he played um Gerard in Boomerang. Um let's see, you got Jamie Foxx of course. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Foxx is Jamie Foxx. You got Jim Carrey. Of course, you got Keenan Ivory Waynes, but then you got all the Waynes family. You got Damian Waynes, Marlon Waynes, Sean Waynes, yeah. Kim Waynes. Damn. Yeah. Tommy Davidson. Tommy, shit, man. Tommy Davidson. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yo, that's crazy. Keenan was on to something. Jennifer Lopez. Not a fan, but yeah. Even still, yeah. Rosie Perez. Yeah. Like damn, like yo, think about think about and live in color, man. In terms of like the the time of the '90s, and like it encapsulated all of the different spaces of the '90s. And I really think like yo, that's and live in color is synonymous to me with like house party. It's synonymous to me with like Jodeci. It's synonymous to me with like the Wu Tang Clan. For some reason, I'm thinking like ni- like 1990, 1991 to maybe 95, 96 to when you got to the Martin and the Living Single, and then and then the girlfriends, and you know it was kind of like that 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 whole black experience was a a build up. But yeah, in Living, I think it all started within Living Color though, because in Living Color was really promoting and showcasing a lot of the dope ass artists that like we knew were dope in the village. But they hadn't crossed over the mainstream, almost in a similar way like um, like Arsenio Hall used to used to showcase like all of the hip hop artists, yeah. and Living Color was like of that same vein, I think. So yeah, that's great. That's damn man. And will will there ever be a, another in Living Color? I don't think so. I don't think so. Is it possible? I think there will. There may be something that. Um, has similar impact, mm-hmm. right? But when you think about, when you think about, <laughs> this is nostalgic, but when you think about stuff that happened in the 90s, 
even though people have tried to duplicate it, they can never recreate it. Nah, man, because I, I, over the summer, I watched that the, the latest House Party movie mm-hmm. with my man from The Shy. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? Lattimore. What's his, I can't remember. I know you're talking I don't want to call him Kenny Lattimore. No, that's his cousin. Is it Jacob Lattimore? That cousin for real you fucking with? I'm just fucking with <laughs> <laughs> It could be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm talking about Emmett, man. Emmett, yeah, yeah, dumbass. Yeah. Uh, Emmett, dumbass, man. How you gonna How you gonna do a drive by and your gun jam, Emmett? <laughs> bro, listen. When I When I tell you, I got so mad at that episode. <laughs> when I I, yeah, I was angry. I'm like, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, yo, Duda, Duda, Duda deserves to put one right between Emmett's eyebrows Emmett for and, being stupid. Um, and um, uh, Iman Shump out the Tiana Taylor. I guess it's an ex-husband now or husband. Cause I thought I think they on the outs, man. I yeah, read something separated. they on. Damn, that's because yo, I like them as a couple though. Like Tiana Taylor, Iman Shump, like they had the kids that looked just like them. Like it was like the new the new black family but I model. Think, <laughs> but I think that also goes back to something that we said various seasons. We don't know what's beyond the screen. You ain't never lied, man. Jeezy and what's her name, Jenny May. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even commenting. On but that but one. but Jeezy, I'm like, yo, man, you yo. That was Trapper. Tra- yeah, I'm like Trapper died, and then she like on was she on the View talk one of them shows. I don't know. I just. Oh, no. it, it was destined to yeah, end. Yeah, man. I saw it on the news when it happened. It was like I ain't gonna lie, man. You know how I knew it was a rap, and this was years ago. Well, this was like over COVID. I knew it was a rap when. <laughs> When Jeezy dropped that album, and on the front of it, man, he was standing out that joint with like a French beret. <laughs> he had like a French beret on his head, man. I'm like, it's a wrap, man. You should have, you, you one of them cats, you got married, and you lost yourself, bro. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. But, I, but shout out to Jeezy, man, because I, I get it. You're trying to, you trying to just be, you, you're trying to be who you are and elevate. But I think, I think you get bored into like all of the hype around you know, the, the internet. And then you get in the situation, it's like, oh, she look, this looks enticing, but you got hell to pay behind closed doors. Brother, listen, I... Because I get it. When he said he was, when they said he filed for the divorce, I say, shit, I understand. Uh-oh. No, but I... <laughs> <laughs> I told my nephew and my mentees, like, yo, her body going to raise your blood pressure, but her mindset will raise your children. Mm. And so, like, don't get stuck on the physical because the physical can change, and sometimes the physical is being filtered. Oh, yeah, for sure. And fabricated. They, they, And so don't fixate yourself among what you're seeing immediately right you got to go beneath the surface because like i know some pretty attractive people who are ugly individuals yeah man and, it's, and a lot of times bro they be the baddest ones that have like the most fucked up attitudes and problems and I, i'm not i'm not necessarily speaking gender you know gender specific because mm-hmm. i think i think I think that applies both ways for men and women. Uh, yeah, dress, you know what I'm saying? dressed up but messed up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you can, you can. I see a lot of it yeah. in my in my line of work. Yeah. I see like, yo, you come in looking like you got it together. Those are the ones that are rivaling the most. And so when I saw that on the news, 
and on social media, I just logged off for the day. I had so many thoughts, but I was like, I don't need to share these. It's, this isn't going to last long. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff has happened um, over over since we broke from last season, man. You just know, with just couples and people's fascination with like the the intricate details of the couple, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I roll off a few of them. You know, if it's if it's Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, if it's uh, what happened with the Huh? What happened? No, I'm just examples. Oh. Like people, people like with their with their daughter and oh. how they're raising their children and uh, him having a baby out of wedlock and all this stuff. Like people are interested in, I don't know, like the the dynamic behind closed doors. But it, you know, I think we talked about it one time before. Like it really ain't nobody business, but people just seem interested in like the fuckery. Or they feel as if they are privy to that information because yeah. they're in the public view. Yeah, but it but it it doesn't really matter if it's if it's Jeezy, Jenny May, if it's um, if it's Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, if it's my man Blue Facing, uh, was it Krishan? If it's uh, that name brings me anxiety. Yeah, I know, man. If it's um, hell, Remy Ma and Pat Papoose now. I hear they on the outs, from my understanding. It's like, but but I think you know the those the reality TV kind of face of relationships. Mm-hmm. I think people automatically assume that if somebody's on the outs, whatever's going on that caused them to be on the outs was like amplified. Erica Mena calling uh, Spice a blue monkey on on fucking loving hip hop. But people, but people, but but yeah, but like people legit care Mm -hmm. about and they think like the conflict ain't a disagreement over parenting or finances or whatever. They think, yo, now the conflict is because uh, you fuck my best friend and then you sent me the wrong text message. And that's how I found out because it's like a loving hip hop or real housewife fucking scenario. Yeah, it's real. You know what I'm saying, but I but I think people are pro, people are programmed to think like yo, that's how relationships really really are, and it's scary, but I get it. But it's it's almost like it's on social media. You're just taking bits and pieces. You're taking 15 and 30 minute segments of the reality show, yeah, and you're putting it on social media, and then people can kind of comment faster without knowing the whole story or the level of details in terms of why they got why that couple got to that position. But one thing I noticed is that people that have the most to say yeah have the least skin in the game. And when I say skin in the game, mm-hmm. I I had a former friend cuz we're no longer friends. And they had an opinion on everybody's relationship. What should happen and what you can't do. You can't do that in a relationship. And I remember I was annoyed and I had enough. And there were what, of, of them complaining or them kind of focusing on in other people's business. All of the above. Okay. And we were at an event and this person is unmarried. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's cool. It's all right not to be married. Shit. I don't know if I want to get married again, my damn self. Took me took me too much to get out of the last it's one. It's not because they don't want to be. 
Ah, okay. See what I did there? Yeah, I feel you. And so someone was saying, well, this is what I'm going to do. You can't do that at a wedding. That's not this. You can't do that. What, like, in, in terms of like uh, protocol or Sarah? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so okay. I asked the question of, well, can you give some examples from your wedding so they have something to go off on? But you said they were not married. I'm you're, aware. You're so petty. Yo, our petty strikes again. I had enough. What did you do at your wedding? So she can have some examples of what tradition looks like. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What was the response of said person, man? Like, when you said that, because that joint was, that joint stung a little bit. It stung me. But I was like, oh, you being R. Petty right now. She, she looked at me as if she, she, she wanted to flip everything over that was in between us and fight me. I said, did you hear how that sounded when I asked you that question? Yeah. Knowing I have the context. It's none of my business what happened. None of my business. Like, that question was really irrelevant. It was an ouch moment for you to realize, like, how you show up and how you always have something to say around relationships, but yet you can never find yourself in one. That's heavy, man. So let's be mindful. Like, just because you have an opinion doesn't mean you need to state it. And then you got to ask yourself, like, are you, is this opinion because you are like really projecting your desire to really be in one. So you're creating this conversation and dialogue around everyone else's. Yo, man, my mind just went crazy and I ain't high or drunk right now, but it's funny. So, uh, Sukiana, I didn't know who Sukiana was. It's, it's some kind of social media personality. But anyway, I guess Sukiana admitted that she ate ass, a man's ass and, because, you know, you're a couple, you do whatever. But I guess she's regretting. Saying it out loud. Saying it, <laughs> saying it out loud. I, okay, I don't know if she's regretting saying it out loud or actually doing the actual act. I think it's more so saying it out loud because it's like the the, but, the so, blowback. There's so much to unpack. But, 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 she, but she's coming out and saying that, you know, she might have some regrets about eating a nigga ass. But do you have the regrets because like the blowback? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. so it's kind of it's kind of like you know what are, what are you what are you in it for or what are you doing for in that relationship? Like some some stuff is meant to be unsaid. Yeah, and that's okay. But why would you say it in the first place if you can't handle the residual impact of it? Facts. Yeah, and. Around a, 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 a intimate, sensitive topic yeah. of a relationship. Yeah. Like, but with that scenario uh, with the young lady, I think she got what I was saying. She didn't bring anybody else's business up mm -hmm. yeah. in front of me ever yeah. again. Yeah. Um, and to this day, like I said, we're no longer friends, but we do sometimes share space because of mutual friends. Um. But I had to, like, yo, stop being so invested in everybody else's business that you can't invest in your own. Because it's likely you don't even know that people, the same way you're analyzing people, people are probably analyzing you by what you say and how you conduct your business. Yeah, yeah. that's some real shit. But, like, 
you spend all of your time trying to find out information about Lottie Dottie and everybody. Mm-hmm. And then, like... Then you the one out here eating ass. Wow. <laughs> Yo. I'm just saying, man. I mean, that's that's, that's essentially what it comes down to. where I was going. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, man. Wow. Yo, bro. Yo, I'm telling you, man. Well, we ain't holding wow. people accountable for their actions, man. You can't, you can't, you can't make, you can't make statements like that, be and then walk it back. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not arguing. I'm yeah, not you arguing can't. Yeah, you can't walk it back. You yeah. know, you can't, you can't make statements about other people's relationships, right? In business, and then walk it back if you have been found out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I had a client who was telling me they hate infidelity. Like, hate it. Okay. All right. So it keeps coming up in the session. And I'm just like, why do you keep saying this? And then, you know, I I do what I do. And why people come to me because I do what I do. So it was about the fourth session. I asked a few questions that I said, uh, anyone who strongly like verbalizes that they hate it, not saying that you, I don't really like this or I don't like this, but like if you hate it and you strongly speak against it, like mm-hmm. every time somebody says something, it's an eye roll. They were so strongly against infidelity, but yet they were frolicking in the field of infidelity. Mm-hmm. They were gleaning. They were gleaning in the field, brother. <laughs> I'm just like, they were like you, Master Kayla. They were grazing in the grass, like. Hey, so, but they were Bathsheba, man. They was in the bath. <laughs> they was in the bathtub, man. And somebody got a gander <laughs> on the balcony. So I was like, that's interesting that you were like. I mean, so angry about this thing, like all their social media posts and th- you you're doing this help me understand is it envy i don't know what it was is it jealousy it could have been just a i don't know how people are going to take this if i say this is what i do oh and, and in terms of like yo this is what i'm into yeah so i don't know how people are going so i just need to be strongly against it so no one thinks that i'm doing it so it's like, yo, you know, in the case of what we reference, it's like, yo, man. Here we go. You keep talking about eating ass. <laughs> you might like eating ass. Or you talk against it. You talk against it, but it might be your th- fetish. But, but it's, it might it, be your thing. It's not necessarily talking against it. It's when. Or, or talking about it in the indirect way. It, it's one of these things where we're watching TV and someone says something. Oh, I can't stand this. And it's like. Why? No one said anything of, like, where did that even come from? Like, you're making it a point to show that you are or to say how strongly against something you are every chance you get. It might be part of their glitch, man. Remember we talked an episode or so ago, we were talking about the glitch? It may be it may be part of their, their glitch. It's possible. Yeah, and it's it's all it's in that instance it was a projection, right? Yeah. You were projecting, and then it's like, oh, now you're seeing. It's like a trigger that causes the glitch, and now somebody recognizes the glitch. But it was a trigger. But you're saying it's not a trigger, but it's really a trigger. You just haven't you you haven't accepted the fact that it's a trigger. 
Because if you think, you know, you watching TV, you watching TV with your partner or whatever, and, you know, a damn puppy commercial comes up, and you like, I hate Mike Vick. I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. I hate him. Like, okay, well, you know, Mike Vick has paid his debt to society. Yeah. A lot of good came out of that situation. Like, it was years ago. Where did this come where from? Did it come, like, where did it come from? You know what I'm there saying? There was no seven. There was no Atlanta. There it, was not, it was nothing. It was no. nothing. But you hate Mike Vick. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that's crazy. But I don't know, man. I think I'm. I'm just trying to pay more attention to my own relationship. I'm in a relationship now, brother Jay. Who knew? You said you're doing what now? I'm in a relationship. I to see it being funny. This nigga really beats. Word. We're happy for you, Kevin. That a bitch. <laughs> You know, it's funny, though, man. It's like people people are happy for me. Like, you know, I posted my girl on, you know, Woman Crush Wednesday, you know, the bullshit. I be, I be trying to, like, get involved in the thing to just show my appreciation. It ain't like I like the social media thing, but, you know, I, I want to recognize my lady, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't tag her in nothing because, you know, I don't need everybody following that, you know. I don't do none of that shit, but I, I want people to know. I'm accounted for. And she can see it. Right. And she can see it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I post a WCW junk with a heart. And I get like five messages back from women, not dudes, women. I'm so happy for you. You look so happy. Please, blah, 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 blah. And that's like, oh, that's kind of dope. But it's kind of wild because I ain't even post like me with her, like my arm around her, you know, a lot of the silly shit we normally be doing. Just a picture of her, because I just admire her, and I appreciate her, right? Get all these comments and stuff from women, and it's like, people really pay attention to other people's relationships. And and people are looking when you think that they're not. Because I I mean, and I'm not saying that people are wrong about it, but it surprised me. Yeah, people people will be looking. CeeLo Green said, and I'm on stage just as soon as I walk out the house. So yeah. I might as well give them something to talk about. Yeah. So whenever you are in the public view, there's going to be someone watching you. The The thing, the, the tricky part is you don't know why they're watching. I, I, guess, I guess that's what makes me uncomfortable because I don't know why. Because honestly, man, I'll be, I'll be the first to admit, I, I never thought I would be in a relationship right now especially a long distance one you know what i'm saying like i'm like yo who who wants that but it's like uh having gone through the cesspool of dating and figuring it out <laughs> and and yo yo our, our good sister told us on our first our first season like you got to kiss frogs mm. you know what i'm saying and figure out like who's your prince or your princess or whatever, or kiss ogres or whatever the analogy you want to use. You know what I'm saying? But I've kind of been through this process enough. Well, honestly, man, I I haven't I haven't been with a woman that I wasn't married to, <laughs> and I've only been married once that I actually wanted to be intentional about investing my time, talent, my energy and all things above into like not the person because you know the person ain't bigger than the relationship but into the experience into the interaction into like the thoughts or really understanding that person and all of their stuff 
not the good, but the bad too, and trying to understand where the good and the bad derives from because that makes up the person. And the thing that's been surprising, man, you know, it's been frustrating as fuck. I ain't gonna lie, bro. It's been mad frustrating because, like, when you're in a long-distance relationship, you got people on different coasts and shit and 3,000 miles of assumptions. Uh, 3,263. Facts. <laughs> right? Of, of assumptions. And and when you're communicating um, by text message, most of the time, phone calls, some of the time, FaceTime, some of the time, there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of opportunity for misunderstanding. And it's contested me, man, but... I like the fact that, you know, I'm I'm kind of trying to understand her and she's trying to understand me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we come to heads because we two Scorpios, man. Like, yo, we, we intense. And so it's always a constant mental challenge. And this is something like the conversation that she and I have. It's like, yo, I'm on the East Coast, so I'm always planning to make up for the time difference. Well, I'm always planning to try to figure out like what your schedule is because I have to plan because I'm three hours ahead of you. And it's like, it becomes taxing and tiring at times, but it's required to make it work, right? And I never thought I would be in a situation to want to do some shit like that, for real, for real, Brother Jay. That's what it come down to. I never thought I would be in a situation to like... um not really care about the world around me and invest in my relationship and this person that means something to me because they're the catalyst by which I want to invest in the relationship. Now, you know, I know you're an expert in this field, Brother Jay, but, you know, I don't know, man. We've been talking back and forth. Am I on the right track? Am I, am I, do I look crazy, Brother Jay? Because you know, you know, you know the thing with this whole relationship thing, man. It be having us out here looking crazy, man. And I done felt myself looking crazy in a wide variety of situations. But I'm okay with it. But I don't like to look crazy. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say you look, you look crazy. What I will say is that Mother's Finest made a song called Love's Changes. Hmm. Jamie Foxx and, um, was it Mary J? That redid it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love's changes. And love will put you through changes, right? And so I think the biggest misconception around relationships is that people think that they're going to go in and remain the way they entered. True. And I always tell people, if you go in with the intention of not changing, you might as well not enter. Yo, you a man, say that one more time, Brother Jay. If you go into a situation or a relationship and expecting that like that you're not going to change, you might as well not enter. The 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 pure fact that you are engaging and merging your your experience with another person will result in some type of change. Hmm. I remember when dating the young lady from the South and in terms of relationships she had rockets on her shoes 
moving at a fast pace. Everything needed to move fast, and like, and it was like if you if you take your hand off this and allow it to happen organically, the pieces will fall into alignment the way they're supposed to. But when we try to force things. Have you ever taken a child and tried to force them into a place that they don't want to be? Oh, hell nah, man. Underwear, car seats, <laughs> the bed, the bed, nap time, a bathtub. Man, kids, kids, when they had their mind made up on some shit. Mind is made up. And it's not necessarily that they don't want to do it. They just want to do something else. And so when we try to force things to fit a certain way, we're going to be met with conflict. And a lot of times within relationships, you can't orchestrate anything. Things have to emerge. You can say, I got this checklist and I needed to do X, Y, and Z. And you can make it do X, Y, and Z, but can you sustain it? When you allow things to naturally form, It's like water. It takes on the surface. It takes on the shape of the surface that it's in, mm -hmm. right? So, so if I'm forcing something to do X, Y, and Z, but there's resistance, not necessarily because it wasn't designed to do that, but because like now you're taking it out of its element and there's resistance. Do you have the energy and the capacity to constantly force this thing to fit this space every time? That And that, my friend is my challenge right now because I believe a long-distance relationship take a little more work than if somebody was right beside you in a different way. And this is, this is what I'm saying. You have to be mentally in tune all the time. And I'll give you an example. Um, she was out here to visit uh, a few weeks ago and the things that we would go back and forth with in like a heated discussion, like over text or on the phone, it was literally nothing when we were in person. I mean, like literally, because you could see the nonverbal cues, you could see the head nod, you could see the facial expression. Uh, she could tap me on my shoulder and say, okay, go calm down or sit in the corner somewhere because I see you getting turned, right? She could, she could see it. We don't have that luxury in, in, when there's space between us. And so it was something that was very, very minor. But if she's on the other coast, it could become very, very major. So the question is, how can you make sure that the minor stays the minor? Yeah, yeah. Like, how, how, how can the minor stay the minor? But I also think, like, to your point, you can't really control everything. And you can't force everything. So one of the th one of the pieces I've been working on over the last um, probably six months is to understand, like, yo, I don't own her, right? I don't own her. She don't own me. Like, our relationship has to be built on communication extensively, transparency extensively, and trust extensively. Without those three things, it it can't work. Well, I think what I, what I will say for those that are listening, on the surface, long-distance relationships may seem as if they require more. But the same energy that you're putting in in the long distance, 
you should also be putting in in the short distance. That's fair. So in terms of communication, if I can't see you and I need to have a heated conversation, what do I need to do? And that's why I get in trouble. I need to temper myself. And that's hard for me, bro. Because the shit can wait. Yeah. No, we need to talk about this right now. No, we don't. We don't. It's, that's her. That's her perspective. A lot of times when we when we actually have conflict, but sometimes I think she uses it as like a scapegoat too. Because like, well, we don't have to talk about it now. Let's calm down. But we never get back around to talking about it. But and so that's a different conversation too. Yeah, you know what right? I'm saying. And so what I would tell people is in that space is you would want. The best time to have the conversation is when everyone can fully engage in the conversation. If you're over here on the 10 and she's over here on the 7, nope. Mm-hmm. If you get down to a 7 and she's down on the 5, nope. Mm-hmm. You both need to be in maybe like a 2. Mm-hmm. And that may, you can get to a 2 faster than she can or vice versa. So that doesn't mean that, oh, when one person is ready, we have the conversation. We have a conversation and we check in to make sure that, all right, cool. Some stuff doesn't need to have an immediate resolve. And the issue is going back to forcing it. No, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this right now. I just told your ass I'm not in the space to talk. No, we're going to talk about this now. So that's her and then I'm like we're gonna talk about this now and then that's when like the powder keg kind of starts the young lady I was dating from the south she she had that attitude no we're gonna talk about this now alright let's go but now at this point guns is out yeah the clip loaded my filter ain't kicked in yet okay this is what you wanted and so now when the conversation is over now you're playing the victim when I asked you for the space to process what you just said. Let me let me calm down first. No, F that. We're gonna talk about this now. Here you go. Yeah, so let's get it. So we got we got like a we got like a protocol to help me manage my piece of it in terms of like, all right, she wants me to just tell her what it is, like the feeling that I have. Tell her what it is so she at least is aware of it. So it ain't no situation where like, yo, it's been an ongoing thing and then then, you know, care from Chesapeake pop off. <laughs> well, you left that coon home, boy. Yeah, bro. That, yeah, that mofo that mofo got a problem, oh my man. God. That mofo got a straight but, problem. But what I would tell you is, as an individual, you gotta coach yourself through this this space. And so acknowledging what just took place? Was it what she said? Was it what she did? Was it what she didn't say? Was it what she didn't do? Or maybe it didn't have anything to do with her, but the residual is coming into the relationship. Yeah. A lot of residual comes into our relationship. And bro. so the question then is, I need to deal with my feelings around this. The, the challenge is, when we're frustrated, sometimes our thoughts don't flow the way we want them to. And I'm very articulate, brother Jay. But when when I'm when I've reached the capacity, it, it ain't nothing but cussing and chaos, like straight up, man. But and I, and, I, and honestly, it's it's gotten it's probably gotten a little worse. 
since my sister passed, because like my my tolerance for like people's glitching, yeah, is minimal. But at the same time, it ain't that I'm like mad at somebody. It's more so like I'm I'm expressing like the bullshit, man. And so it's tough for me. It's challenging. I I think the the challenging part is certain things can trigger a lot of emotions that you can't manage. And I can't, yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it as a child. <laughs> I remember seeing my little nephew, he was having a moment and I could physically see him go through so many changes. And he was like, I don't know what to do with this. So I was like, yo, what's up, man? He was four. And he just looked at me like, I don't even know like what to say. So I just, held my arms open as if like do you want a hug mm -hmm. and he looked at me and I'm still sitting there so he gives me a hug and then I was like take a few deep breaths he takes a few deep breaths and he was like <sighs> and so then he starts running down all of the things he was feeling in that moment a couple seconds ago and he was like what do I do with this hey little fella I, I, I hey talking to my girl I'd be like what do I do with this Jesus Christ why am I here and he was like <laughs> he was like I want to do this and then this and then I didn't feel like doing this and then this and I wanted to cry and then I was mad and I was just like take well, a deep breath sound like me. take a deep breath and so he took a deep breath and I said so we went to the first thing that was frustrating him. What's frustrating him? Well, blah, 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 blah. So we fixed that. I was like, can we put this up now? He was like, yes. We go to something else that bothered him. We cleaned it up. We put it back. I taught him how to do it so he wouldn't spill it again. Boom. How we feeling? A little better. So we go through, and it was things around the house. To us, it's like it's not that deep. But for him, it was like every time I'm doing something, it's not working. Oh, it gets interrupted. Right, like, I'm getting yelled at because I spilled this. I didn't mean to spill it, but then I got distracted because I was trying to clean this up because I knocked this down, and then my toy stopped working, and then this comes, and now I can't find my favorite shoe. And I'm just like, damn. Brother Jay, you have described my life and how I express myself to my lady. But you know, scientifically, we weren't built to handle all of that at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we keep taking on and exposing ourselves to more stimuli that causes us to be overwhelmed. And so typically I tell my clients, talk yourself out of the situation. What's triggering me? Why is it a trigger? Was it some that somebody said? Did they know this was a trigger? And did they do it on purpose? Like we have all these questions that we're going to ask, but really you just need to focus inward. What's the issue? Why is it an issue? How can this not be an issue? What's causing me to be frustrated with this person? Am I frustrated with the performer or am I frustrated with the performance? But we, but it's hard to separate the performer from the performance in that moment. So when we need to talk, we need to talk now. No, what you need to do is allow me the space to separate you from what just happened. Because if you keep, if you don't give me the space to, to, to decompress, I'm really want to talk about the performance, but now like you're going to get, you're going to feel attacked because I'm not able to separate it in this high emotional state that I'm in. And, and, and my lady has done a very good job of helping me focus on the performance because the performer, like I love the performer, you know what I'm saying? Like legit, I love the performer. I love the person. 
because the reason I'm going through all this shit is because I love the person, yeah. right? So it's helped me to kind of understand like, yo, regardless of the bullshit, I love the person and my love for the person is greater than the bullshit. I never really had that frame of thought when it came to uh, developing a relationship with the woman in this manner. It was always, oh, well, you know, as a man, I have these roles and responsibilities. Let me check my box. But it's it's deeper than that. And I think in some cases, women have like their kind of nurturing, feminine, motherly kind of thing that they checking off. They're trying to check off a box or feel they need to check off the box. And it ain't really about that either. Well, so you also got to think about where do these damn boxes come from and why do I need to check them? Yeah. Who told me that I needed to? Yeah. Right? And so you can't go into a new season using old thinking. And so you've been told all your life that that a relationship looks like A, B, and C. Then when you get into the relationship, A ain't nowhere to be found. Man, A look like, like uh, G+. Plus. <laughs> right? And it's like... But for you, it has to be A, B, and C. So then you're trying to fit or mold what you have to fit what some antiquated person told you. Like, this is what it's supposed to look like. And so now the challenge is, because what I have doesn't match what I've been told, I don't know what to do with this. And so instead of me being confused, you got to do this. This has to look like this. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Because what you're being presented is is what you're being presented. Deal with what you're being presented, not with what somebody told you 12 years ago. And, and, and that has been liberating for me because my relationship is my relationship. It don't look like other people's relationship. Not don't look like, it not, you know, my, but my relationship is mine. You know what I'm saying? All of its intricacies and the distance, all of us, you know, all inclusive. Yeah. But it's something that I feel like I'm in a good space. I feel like I want to commit to my relationship and de- further furthering developing my relationship with this woman that I care deeply about. And it's funny because one of the things that um, when we started dating, I'm like, yo, I ain't really on the phone like that. And you three hours, I don't talk on the phone, so... I don't know. We're going to be pen pals. We're going to see each other, you know, every other month. Like, what we go on once a quarter? Pen pals, really? And I missed the fourth quarter. Like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Pen pals, though. Pen, I mean, yo, that's what it is. Like, think think about this shit, man. Catch text now, right? Yeah. And you could, you could actually have a full-fledged relationship and not have to pick up the phone. Like, people have full-fledged relationships these days, Brother Jay. They ain't picking up the phone. It's through Instagram, TikTok, text messaging. You might have a meetup. <laughs> Air quotes. I use that loosely. Like this shit is this shit is uh, we in a, we in a new terrain now, brother Jay. You know what I'm saying? So you could essentially have a relate like people having full relationships in the metaverse without doing the shit that we was doing back in the day. And me, I got kind of lazy, but I can't be lazy. Because it's the distance, and you gotta like, if the distance is there, you gotta make up for the distance some kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. Because it's too easy to say, ah, 
I don't have the time. Well, I, I'm too busy. Well, shit, people are saying that and they live up the street from each other. Yeah. And so regardless of the distance, that's I true. Think it's, Damn, that's true. I think it's intentionality. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, we don't get to spend that much time together, so are we intentional about the time we are spending together? Yeah, so that's the shit I'm on now, or we're on now, because we are, I think we're both at a place where we know shit going to go around it's going to be bombs over Baghdad all the time, man. Like, it's always something that's going to go on. We got kids. We got families. We got, you know, uh, work stuff. But how do we prioritize each other in the midst of all of the stuff? And to your point, you have to be very, very intentional about it. And I hate to say it, man. You know, he's done, you know when you meet somebody, like, you uh, you know, you meet somebody, you first start dating, or you're thinking about dating that person. They say, what are your intentions? Like, I hate that fucking question because nobody wants to hear, well, I'm just trying to get something to eat, maybe have a few laughs, maybe get some head, and then at the end of the day, bid you a do good night, right? Like, if you had that conversation, people going to be mad, but typically that's the conversation that you need to have. People don't know how. So, Fair. And I remember someone asked me this question, and I said, the fact that you have to ask me means we're not in relation with one another. Yeah. And so they just looked at me. Well, I just want to know, fair. What I just said was, the person that I'm in relationship with, we've had that conversation. You're on the outside. Mm Mm-hmm. My intentions have nothing to do with you. You want to know why? Because I'm not in relationship with you. And does that question make people uneasy? Sure. But that goes back to those boxes that someone told us you needed to check. Fair. And so when we disregard all of the supposed tos and the have tos and need to. Or the examples. Yeah. And we just figure out how to fucking fly the plane that we're on. Then that's when magic happens. The issue comes when we start to look to our left or our right and compare and contrast. And I always tell people you're going to start at different places because you're already at different places. Yeah. So my relationship's not going to look like yours. It's not supposed to. You want to know why? Because I'm not in it. And there's going to be no characteristics of me in your relationship. So trying to model what you see on social media, remember we were talking about not knowing what goes beyond the screen. Mm-hmm. They're only showing you what they want to show you. And in the angle by which they want to show you. With the lighting, and most of that stuff has been manicured. That's not yeah. a raw take. Yeah. Right? And so I remember hearing uh, one of my... <laughs> One of my clients was like, well, you know, my, my parents took pride in not arguing in front of us. I said, and they did a disservice because now you don't know how to have a healthy conversation with your with your partner. Or you think you're not supposed to argue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because now you don't know how long that it took. Like, your mom and dad were probably walking around the house not talking to each other when you all weren't present. Mad as hell. Yeah, but y'all wouldn't have known. But, like, you're thinking that, oh, well, we're not supposed to argue. We're not supposed to get mad. We're not supposed to do this. We're not supposed to go to bed angry. That's one of the that's one of the things that I had to really get my clients together with. I was like, no, sometimes you need to go to bed angry. You need to sleep that shit off. 
You need to sleep it off. Damn, like a fifth of gin? Bro, we can't, we can't, we, nah, we not supposed to go to bed angry. Well, I guess we stayed up all night because I, what you're telling me is by the time the night comes, I need to force myself out of this space that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I haven't dealt with this. This is triggering, right? This is triggering and it's multi-layered. I'm not going to be able to do this by the sun goes down. Oh, nah, nah, man. Because, I, I mean, if anything, with me and my lady, man, we get angry at each other all the time. And it does, I think it does require us to sleep it off. And then maybe by the, the next afternoon, we got a clearer mind and we probably still tight. But we not as snarky yeah. and as aggressive with one another. Because, shit, man, she a, she a damn pit bull and I'm an American bully, man. That joint. Yo, the house is getting destroyed. Oh hell yeah, for Every sure, time. for right? sure. But when I go to sleep, I'm sleeping it off, and then I'm, and when I when I say go to sleep, I'm saying take the time you need to process it as an individual. Yeah. And then one of my couples, they said, well, you know, we got a rule in our house. We're not you, we can't be mad longer than two days. I said, that's how did you come up with like forty eight hours? Like that's a like what what happens in the forty eight hours that you just the first forty eight. <laughs> That's what the Niggas fuck going missing. <laughs> that's what happens. So I said, I'm done. I said, I'm done. <laughs> I said, well, I, that's not healthy because it's still at the end of the 48th day, if I'm still mad, now I got to fake it till I make it because you got this dumb rule. Yeah, man. And so what happens is I don't get over it and then something else happens. Because you can't fake it till you and, make it. And now bro. that's added on to the first part. Yes. And by the time the third thing happens, now I'm coming out swinging because I still haven't fully processed or work. We haven't fully worked through on the first one. And so I said, hey, you're going to have to let the problems work itself out. But you, you can't force anyone to come to the table and be in solution mode if they haven't fully gone through the processing mode. See, bae, I got to give you time to go through solution mode. Um, after the processing mode. See, I be trying to force the process on you, babe. We're not supposed to be mad that long. Yeah, no, sometimes yeah. don't talk to me. Yeah, that's real. That's don't talk. Real don't send me a text. Yeah. And I'll allow me to process this. I don't want to hear about your day. I don't want to hear about no stupid social media meme that you sent me. Allow me to process this. We do We do have a rule, though, um, that, you know, we might be mad, but we can't shut off communication because it's too easy it's too, like our situation, it's too easy to yeah. just say, fuck it. You know, now, now don't get me wrong, man. It was one song. It was one song. I might have, it might be like Money Bad, Yo, Scorpio, or something like that. And he was like, um, something, something, something. We chilling with the fam. The next day I'm blocked on Instagram. Like, yo, that's some real shit. <laughs> like, I hate getting blocked. I hate getting ignored. I hate getting, like, left on red. I just got an iPhone. Leave me on red one more motherfucker. Unread one more motherfucker. I be I be mad. And I think that's where you have to temper your own expectations. Exactly. But you also need to communicate. Yo, listen. The conversation that we just had or what you just did really, it really bothered me. And I need some time to process this. I can tell her that, but also I'm I'm firm, like, yo, I got abandonment issues and shit. So like putting me on block or unread. That's some shit to take me zero to uh, a thousand. That sounds like something that you need to work on. I'm trying. I'm yeah, trying. Her. I'm trying. It has nothing to do with her. It don't, man. It don't. And, it and, don't. And one thing that I always tell my couples is insecurities and traumas aren't my responsibility. That's real. That's real. And you can tell me and I can be mindful of it, but I can't constantly walk around 
tiptoeing around your 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 issues or your your triggers or your traumas or your insecurities like you got to do this because on year one this is the problem year four you haven't done any work but you still recognize that it's a problem that's a bigger issue because now it's bleeding over into the relationship because of your inaction see that's the thing you know brother jay like that's the work like that's the work that's kind of tiring like it's it's constant it's like a constant mental challenge to like self-regulate yeah right but it's crazy because like I, I'm, I'm self-regulating in my relationship with her i'm also self-regulating with my relationship with family members. Yeah. I'm self-regulating at work. I'm self-regulating within my own consciousness. But you got to get to the point where self-regulation is doesn't feel like it's a task. Yeah. Like, I recognize when I'm tapping out, I'll say, okay. I'm not going to continue to have a conversation. And if, depending on who you are, if you're not able to pick up on my okay, I will say, I'm no longer interested in having this conversation right now where I do not have the capacity to continue this conversation. Once I tell you that and you keep going, I just remove myself mm -hmm. because now, mm -hmm. now you're instigating. Yeah. Now you want me to flip stuff over. And see, that's where I'm at right now, brother Jake. You know, with my lady, it's like, shit, man, we just got to figure it out. Oh, I'm going I'm, I'm to work to figure it out. Everybody else. It's kind of like, yo, I got to remove myself from this situation because you're a detriment to me now. Yeah. My lady ain't a detriment to me. If anything, she's holding me accountable and forcing me to become better. Rest of y'all niggas, y'all plucking my nerves. Well, everyone's <laughs> not on that journey, too. You got to keep fair. that in mind. Yeah, that's Everyone's fair. not on that journey, right? And so I have to be mindful of how I show up in the spaces and places that I go to. Everyone's not going to be in the same place I am. I also have been doing this work for a very long time, mm -hmm. and so... When people are like <laughs> pressing that button, I'm like, I can educate them right now. Like, you probably shouldn't do that. Here's why. Or I'm going to ask you not to. And then I put up some firm boundaries. Or I remove myself from that space until I'm in the space to have the conversation. And then sometimes, sometimes I'm like, we've had this conversation multiple times. Now you being funny. Let me give you the final. Now, 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 let me show you the smoke. Let me, let me, yeah. let me close the curtain on you. Yeah, and see, I, 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 I'm still working on that piece, brother Jay, like to not unleash the cracking. It's, it's a work in progress. Yeah, and I'm trying. I'm trying to be done. I'm trying, no coach. I'm trying. I'm trying to put me in the game, coach. I'm ready. It's you're never going to be done. It's always a work in progress, and I always tell people never, never think, or try to have a sheet that you complete. Your sheet should be a guide. Mm, the check boxes are guidelines, not necessarily Those policy. Guides, right? Like, yeah. if we don't check all these boxes off by the end of the week, guess what? We all right. Sunday will still come. Yeah. And when we relax these deadlines that we sometimes put into relationships or arguments, sometimes, like, hmm. Maybe I'm the reason the argument is still going on. Oh yeah, man. Maybe maybe I'm the reason we're still angry. Like because I I wasn't respecting boundaries. Another hard part is how do you respect other people's boundaries when you feel like yours have been disrespected? Th yo, bro. That like I I I think that's the lesson learned in all of this. 
because what I may be, what I may perceive as being disrespectful might not be intentional. Mm-hmm. It might not be malicious, but it's, it's still an area that needs to be further investigated, but not necessarily as if somebody, someone has done something to me. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult because when you feel like you've been wrong, then it's like, all right. Anybody can get it. Anybody can get it, and you feel like familiar, f- familiarity breeds disrespect mm-hmm. because they're familiar with you. They know what buttons to push, and so they know that they can fuck with you. But 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 you also got to remind yourself that everyone's not going to be in tune with you because yeah. everybody has their own shit everybody going on. Everybody got their own shit. Right, and so. Everybody glitching. Two things can be true at once. I know you. And I'm over here spiraling in the corner because of what's happening at my job or in my house. And so then when you come with this, I, I don't mean to give you an attitude. This, your moment of arrival, you just so happen to be where the attitude is flying around. Yeah, in the midst of the tornado. Right. Yeah. And so there's, there's like driving a clutch. Sometimes you got to take a step back and recognize, oh, I'm contributing to this. Like, they didn't really mean to disrespect me. I just feel disrespected. Here's why. Hmm, let's have a conversation around this. Maybe, hey, I can't talk right now. All right, great. But then I call back seven minutes later after they just said I couldn't talk right now. And because I'm not listening to the tone of the voice because what I needed to say is more important than whatever you're experiencing. Now, you don't want to listen to me. Now I feel disrespected. Yeah. When really you just disrespected their boundaries when they said they can't. And... You, we got to get to the point where we are able to utilize our words more, communicate more effectively. And then sometimes you just got to know when to step up and when to step back. Yeah. And, and that, that is, that is something that, um, you know, being on different coasts, it's like, Oh, you done had a long day. You tired. It's okay to go to sleep. I know we ain't talk all day, but like your, your, your wellness is more important than us having like a bullshit conversation of what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, go to sleep, get some rest. And, like, she re- she reciprocates that to me. And honestly, bro, this the, that's the dopest shit about it all. It's reciprocity involved. It ain't just a one-way thing. When reciprocity is missing, the relationship ends faster. And she, 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 I mean, I talk a lot of shit, but the one thing I can't say, she listen. But I, but I have to be intentional of how I say things because, like I said, man, we bullies, man, like, Get ugly, but I don't know, Coach. You you didn't gave me you didn't gave me a few a few jewels, man. Like I said, I never thought I'd be here right now, but I ain't mad. It feel good, you know what I'm saying? It's still a, a learning process, for the most part. It's going to con- and I I want you I, I want you to stay in the learning process space. Okay, because once you feel you've mastered it, it starts to master you. Nah, man, she crazy, man. I can't master her, man. I can't right? master and nothing so- about her. Nothing about her. You got to <laughs> stay in that learning space, and a lot of couples don't. Yeah. Once they feel like, oh, I think I know my partner pretty well, that's when people start to plateau because, no, you are only repeating what you saw worked on Monday. Somebody said, I saw a, a post on social media, a, a pastor, he was like, as a man with your woman, you you set the tone, the woman sets the environment, but you got to set the tone, right? And then one of the pieces of setting that tone is, like, you got to want to dwell with your partner and dwell from the standpoint of, like, 
not know your partner, you know, anybody who came from the church know <laughs> you, you get it. Not know your partner, but dwell with your partner. So if it's anxiety that, that your partner has, try to find out the derivative of that anxiety. If it's uh, certain traumas that they have, try to walk with them on that journey, not to solve it for them, but to at least better understand where it's coming from so that you know how to handle your partner and treat your partner with the level of care that's required. That's it's. It sounds challenging. It's kind of fun. But I think sometimes I be getting on her nerves because, like, she think I'm crazy. Like, I be asking about everything. But it ain't it ain't like the be nosy or the clocker. It's more so like, yo, I want to know about what's going on so that I can be what I need to be for me, but also for you. But you can't necessarily do that without kind of understanding the origin story. Yeah. But I, what I will say to that point, I agree. In terms of awareness, yeah. What I what I was strongly advise against leaning in too far if they're not doing the self work. Got it. And so, yeah, I have a friend who he recognizes he should be in therapy. He recognizes all of the things that are triggering and traumatizing mm-hmm. to him. He's not in therapy but he has this expectation that his partner is going to help him when he's experiencing these things. Yeah. And I said, I said, she's not qualified to do that. She's she's not qualified, nor is she equipped. So you telling her what happens when this happens, that doesn't prepare her to support you. And you're doing a disservice when you recognize these are the issues and not going to someone who can help you with those issues. Because what's going to happen is she's going to get burned out. She's going to be exhausted. She's going to be like, you know what? This is more than what I signed up for. Knowing that everyone is battling certain things, right? And so, like, I, I tell people, I'm, I'm, my coach is to say, I'm with you when you're right. But when you're wrong, <laughs> you're by yourself. And so in that space, it is great to get awareness, but also coming back to accountability. I asked my friend, but what did your therapist say about that? And they have no answer. I was like, well, you need to find out. Get a therapist. Get into therapy because you have to do the work for yourself. Because that's holding yourself accountable. You can't expect, like, you can't you can't expect to be, you can't go into a relationship broken and think they're going to be a potter. Yo, bro, I kind of needed the time to myself yeah. after my divorce and kind of just f- trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Be- and, and that time... And, like, sitting in my feelings with all the other stuff that was transpiring around me, you know, it forced me to just understand, like, yo, what's my what's my vibe, man? Like, what's the thing that brings me fulfillment? Who am I? Who am I? Now. And now I know, but I know now. Yeah. So I can articulate it and express it, and I understand my triggers, but it still works. You know, it's never, it's never going to be a finite product. True. Damn, man, you, you, actually, you actually do this shit for real, huh? You pretty good. Monday through Friday. Put me in the game, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> I think I'm ready for the game now, coach. I'm ready for the game, coach. Well, I don't know, Village. I guess y'all just watch Brother Jay just give me a therapy session with damn. Hopefully by lady I ain't divorced too much, but you know, I love you. With that being said, man, thanks for the free. I don't send me no bill, nigga. Mm, I am okay. I'm not, yeah, okay. Yeah, you ain't get no, you ain't get nothing. Don't send me no bill. I got you. Thank you. Y'all can't get that on the low, though. <laughs> Y'all can't get the Kev rate. 
okay village you can't get the care rate when it comes to therapy and coaching man but if somebody wanted to explore this uh wonderful service that you provide brother jay how can they uh proceed with finding out they can uh hit me up on instagram um the ronald l jones so at the ronald l jones or they can send an email to elevate at the rlj collective.com you heard it right there he is our resident life coach with the most and i'm your dj kev we are the gentleman advancing the melanin evolution where evolution is revolution you just witnessed another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with ROJ and Kev. Until next time, be light. Be light. Be light.